0: Hello, this
1: is Donna Freeman of Yoga in My School and Kids Yoga Academy, and I am here today to talk about how the Yoga Project is benefiting Ontario schools. Before we get into that lovely topic, I wanted to wish everyone a happy summer, and uh, yesterday was International Yoga Day, so I hope you've done something in the last couple of days to celebrate that. As well, here in Canada, yesterday was uh, National Aboriginal Day, and so uh, there were numerous celebrations I know all over my town for that, um, and so it's a great time. It's also it was the official first day of summer. And so a wonderful opportunity for us to uh, celebrate the changing of the seasons and movement and heritage and just so many wonderful things. Um, so we're going to be getting into a great uh, yoga organization that has been bringing yoga to schools in Ontario. Now, the Yoga Project has numerous goals and lots of support from their community and is working to help bring wellness, both physical and mental health into, into schools and help kids to be their very best. So today I'm going to be chatting with Jenisca, Jessica Monkham of The Yoga Project. And how are you today, Jessica?
2: Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to uh, be a part of your show this morning.
1: Well, I always like to connect with other people, especially across Canada, because there are lots of organizations worldwide, but, you know, even though I'm in Alberta, which is fairly far away from you, um, I feel we have this, this lovely connection of uh, both being Canadians working to uh, empower Canadian children to do their best. Um, so, can you tell me a little bit about about yourself and how you got started in Yoga for Youth?
2: Absolutely. So going to say probably I have a personal yoga practice of um, about 15 years myself and um, I'm an Ontario certified teacher and um, taught for about five years and I was in a very unique situation in that um, I was teaching uh, a group of boys actually, um, grade seven and eight boys. My class was exclusively male and um, I noticed a lot of really sort of unnerving trends within my own classroom and just things in terms of a lot of anxiety and peer pressure and students not being able to focus and being very absent-minded and just from all of the experience I had with yoga and mindfulness throughout my own um, sort of practice of that I started to to infiltrate and infuse some of uh, the practices that I believed into my students just very casually Um, and I just started to notice some really positive effects. Um, just in terms of, you know, they, they finally feel that they could decompress a little bit, that they were a little bit more relaxed, more present, engaged when we actually did um, our academic lessons. So um, much so to the point where they started to request more and more kind of sessions. But it could be something simple as just a couple of moments um, or a little transition or a breathing break in between periods, that sort of thing. Um, but loved it, and so much so that our principal became very much in support for um, implementing mandatory yoga blocks throughout our curriculum mm-hmm. each day. So every mm-hmm. day, um, we had an hour to do what we will, um, some yoga and some mindfulness, and it was at that point I decided I wanted to do really some research into it, because I could see the effects, but I know that some people were a little bit leery, and they wanted to um, to see really what was happening and within the classroom, and so I did a year-long action research project, just interviewing the students before and after the sessions and at the beginning of the year compared to the end of the year, um, and was really able to put together some some really kind of great concrete evidence, Um, and it was at that stage um, I was pregnant actually with my first baby, and um, it got to be the end of the school year, and I had a year of maternity leave, and I kind of used that year to really step back and think about the impact that I made within my own classroom and the fact that there is very little out there for students of this age specifically with very real stressors that they're facing. Um, so I decided I wanted to reach more students and um, decided to leave my academic teaching profession and do this full time and reach as many students as possible. So it was at the, this point, um, the phys teacher at my school actually, which was Vanessa, who is my business partner. Um, was so on board with everything that was happening and and very like-minded as well that she also decided to leave um, her full-time phys ed position and we launched this together.
1: <laughs> Fun. Well, that sounds wonderful. It's great that you were able to, um, you know, kind of start it bits and pieces. And so many people talk about that. It's like, how do I get started? Like, well, you've got to take that first step and it might be a really small step, but then watch That's it right. grow. And as soon as... Like in your story, you talk about how the administrator said, oh, my goodness, look at this, and then you have that administration support, and it makes such a huge difference as soon as you can get them on board, Um, and the other part of your story that is so important is that you knew there needed to be research to support the claims for the benefits right?
2: Absolutely.
1: And, and so you went about either doing that and finding it and supporting the work. It's like, okay, see, it's proven here. It's proven here. So
2: thank you. There was
1: so much good in, in your story. It was awesome. Um, oh, sorry, I know. it's a very now, lengthy
2: sort of, sort of story. I hope it gave you enough information.
1: No, it was awesome. Um, and so mm-hmm. what, what inspires you every day? Because I know that once you leave the comfort and security of that academic teaching position. Um, it can sometimes be difficult to be self-employed. And <laughs> just, right, like, oh, okay, where am I going to go today? And how am I going to make some business out of this? You don't have that, that guarantee anymore. Um, so what inspires you to get up every day and to get to work?
2: To be honest, I feel very privileged um, to do what we do. Um, I've never worked harder in my life, and Um, just kind of put in the number of hours and and connections and that sort of thing but I don't consider it I know this sounds very cliche, but I don't really consider it work because I I see and I know and I feel the benefit from each of the students that we connect with, whether that be Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, a one-time half-an-hour session or um, I'm privileged enough to meet them several times. But I think the driving force at the end of the day is, as you mentioned, being self-employed is very risky. Um, And to some extent, this is still a fairly new phenomenon. Um, There Mm -hmm. are still quite a few schools and administrators um, when we approach about our programming, who are still quite hesitant for a number of reasons, um, and a little bit leery for, for certain reasons as well, and um, it really um, it really inspires me to kind of break down the stereotypes of what they think um, yoga is, um, or what it is not, and I have three children now, and I look at my own children, and their future, and what I would visualize or hope for them in terms of their education and the types of people that I would like to raise and um, really try to extend the same sort of values, I guess, as I have for my own children for each of the students that I teach.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, I think many of us get highly inspired when we are working with children that we can see this next generation coming and we want to empower them with as many coping skills and Life, lifelong health skills as we can.
2: Oh, absolutely!
1: Fabulous. So, as you say, some people are a little bit leery, especially educators. Um, but how does the Yoga Project support Ontario educators? You know, your teacher, your administrator. Why would you be interested in the Yoga Project?
2: So, I think that's a really important question because. Um, I know in Ontario, anyways, and specifically the region that we're in, um, there are a thousand and one yoga teachers, and specifically kids yoga teachers, and they're always kind of questioning us as to how are you able to get into schools, and you know, I pretty much got um, turned away or my eyes rolled out when I talked about bringing yoga um, for students. And I think the biggest thing that we always preface things with when we when we do um, connect with schools or administrators yeah. is we bring the yoga and the mindfulness piece, like from an educational standpoint first. So we always say we're educators first and foremost, and not to say that we've done anything completely revolutionized or um, something completely different, but how we deliver a program is that we've normalized it. And so we've taken any sort of, of the questionable things out of it. For someone who is not very familiar with yoga, specific poses or words or language or um that sort of thing and made it really accessible for um, for everyone to participate with so um, I guess to answer your question how we, we support that is that educators are, are really really um, grateful um, first and foremost because the ones that are very interested in the, the yoga and mindfulness practices um, have a lot of questions about it not quite sure how to access it or what resources to mm-hmm. use um, so I just simply the fact to say that, yes, we've been in the classroom, we've, you know, we've taught over 7,000 students so far from many different types of schooling and backgrounds, and here's what we found what works, here's the linkages to the curriculum. Um, Mm -hmm. It it works really, really wonderfully. And to let educators know um, specifically that you, you don't have to necessarily carve time out of your day specifically to do it. It's just a different way of approaching your whole school or your classroom curriculum. We all have a moment, you know, while we're lining up to walk to the next classroom or to take a mindful breathing practice or a little mindful moment, um, that kind of thing. It's really more about creating a culture within your school.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I always stress with, uh, with the schools and the teachers that I work with. It's like I'm, I'm trying to simplify your life, not add one more, you know, Exactly. One more thing to your day. It's actually going to create time within your work your in the school week as you implement these tools because the students will be able to self regulate, You won't spend as much time doing disciplinary actions, et cetera, et cetera. And they will be on task because they'll be focused and feeling good.
2: So you will be able to teach them easier.
0: Right? All
1: those type of things. Absolutely
2: not. I couldn't agree more when um when we do professional development and when we work with the teachers exclusively, the, the number one um, sort of complaint, if you will, that they'll say is that, you know, I just don't have time in my day. I don't have time to learn something new. I don't feel comfortable doing it. I just, I, I don't have the space. And exactly as what you said. It's like it's really not adding some one more thing. And the the benefits that the students will face and ripple out is just um, so much more impactful, as you mentioned.
1: hmm. Exactly. Well, on the other side of that, I'm sure you have noticed is that it will help them, the teachers, the administrators, to be more relaxed and to be more mindful and be more present for their students as well. So it's not only helping the students; is the uh, kind of the double-edged coin of this. Is we help the students, but you will also benefit from it as well as you participate in the practices.
2: That's absolutely right. And when we do our professional development, really is for the teachers to say, you know, I want you to experience this first and foremost and for you to have this feeling because that will translate towards your students.
1: <laughs> yeah. Great. Right. And, well, and I know I'm sure that you've experienced the, uh, the concept of teacher resiliency and, you know, we don't, we want to maintain our teachers because they serve such an important role, and I'm sure that that has been um, at the forefront of many of your PD days as well, is it's teacher resiliency that you can continue to serve as a
2: teacher. Absolutely.
1: All right, so those are kind of all the benefits and how it's going to help support kids and teachers, even families, administrators, the, 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 the research is in. Um, that proves those things. So, as you've gone from the security of a full-time job <laughs> to being mm-hmm. self-employed, and as you say, working really hard to to share these these skills with with children and with educators, what has been one of your greatest challenges in bringing your mindset so much into schools?
2: Um, I'd say there's probably, more than you think. Um, <laughs> yes, stereotypes. Talk about one? <laughs> yes. Um, it still surprises me that even the term of yoga and mindfulness, we have schools um, not interested because of the name of our mm-hmm. company, having yep. um, an idea or a belief or an understanding that yoga is drawn into some sort of religion. Um, mm-hmm. And the mindfulness piece is, um, is very challenging for us as well. I find half of our supporters um, is where we generate, you know, the business and the interest and really they really want to learn more about that. Um, but then the other flip side of that, I guess, is that we get requests constantly. Please don't use the word mindfulness. Um, please refer to it as something else. Please don't use the word meditation. Um and so we've really had to change our language um, if we are so lucky to be able to deliver our program. So with that said, um, without knowing anything about sort of our programming or the company, um, sometimes schools will be a little bit hesitant, but we always just say, you know, let, let's see and observe the program for yourself. I really encourage you to come out, bring the parent body, bring yourself, participate in the class so you can witness to say, um, like yeah. what's going on. Completely non-secular, um, makes everyone comfortable, that sort of thing. And as soon as they see the program, automatically they're hooked. But it's the yeah. initial unknown or the unwary or the pushback from the parent body um, to really have an understanding about what it's about. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so the age-old religion issue. I don't want you teaching my children other beliefs than what we are teaching in our homes and, and trying to explain and to show them that we are working very much on the physical and the mental body, not on the spiritual
2: body. Absolutely, yes. I just had um, actually a school um, book us for a series of sessions um, only for that teacher to get pushback from her administrator to say, oh, well, you know, this makes us very uncomfortable of having the, the term mindfulness. Can you explain or ask the company to explain what that, what that may be? And they said, you know, essentially, it's just connecting the present moment to the self. So really just focusing on the breath. Can you feel your feet connecting to the ground? Can you notice the way the breath is moving in and out of the body? Um, And they were very much more comfortable with that as opposed to um, sort of the unknown. So just very Mm -hmm. much simplifying things, I think, is really helpful.
1: Yeah. Well, and as you mentioned, for anyone who is working in this field and they're listening – being able to give, to invite administrators or invite parents, just invite as we're very open, come and see, come and experience. And once you can see and experience, then a lot of the fears are dispelled. It's like, okay, this is really very straightforward, and there's nothing scary here. (laughs) We're going to stretch and move our body and move with the breath. That's absolutely right. Right, Right? takes a lot of people doing a lot of work to uh, to share that message. So I appreciate all that you're doing and 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 keep keep doing it.
2: Oh, thank you, Donna. Yeah, we have a lot ahead of us for sure. Um, But yeah, just the impact that we've made so far has been has been so wonderful. We feel very very um, blessed to be on this path. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: All right, and um, so I want you to just talk a little bit about, right, there is a kind of a wave or some people even call it an epidemic amongst our youth of uh, anxiety and depression and um, a lot of mental health concerns. These have really come to the forefront in the last few years um, and uh, more and more the educators are are dealing with kids who, almost it's very difficult to teach them because of some of these mental health um, concerns that they are experiencing on a daily basis. So can you tell me a little bit about how yoga and mindfulness can improve the mental health of students?
2: Absolutely. Um, from our experience, anyway, so how how sort of we, we came to bring our company, as I mentioned, is working with these, you know, early adolescent students who did really have a lot of um, anxiety and the peer pressure, the bullying and everything that you suggested. Um, and in a lot of cases, they're dealing with um, adult problems, but in in a way that there's not really any way to express that or deal with what they're going through. And so I feel that a lot of students um, that I've worked with specifically have lost that connection to self, um, mm-hmm. have a little bit of um, the sense of ungroundedness. And, what we really try to um, bring across to the students that we teach is that um, everybody has you know, a gift to share. We all have uh, our own strengths and abilities and um, of really just finding that, that kind of inner power. It's that sense that you mentioned of you know, empowering themselves so that they're able to empower those around them because that sort of confidence is contagious and ripples out um, and what we find with the students that have done a lot of, um, or familiar with uh, some yoga and mindfulness programming is that their confidence is elevated, their body image is um, is elevated to do with the confidence, um, the way that they relate to others. They, they have a sparkle in their eye and they hold their head up a little bit higher. Um, they're more resilient. They don't let the little things get to them. They can take a breath and step back and put things in perspective. Um, and these are. This is so much more than than just you know a little fleeting effect. These are lifelong skills that these students can take with them. And whether they're resistant to it at first or not, I mean, they have a wealth of knowledge that, you know, a couple of years down the road, if they find themselves in a difficult situation or feeling nervousness or um, not feeling their best, that they have tools that they can pull upon and draw upon whenever they need them.
1: Yes, isn't that true? Right, just that. Um, empowering them. is like when a hard time comes, you know, right in this moment in a yoga class, this isn't a hard time. This is a good time. We're having fun. Um, right. But when a hard time does come, here are some tools that you can use, whether it's connecting with your breath and, and stepping back so that you're not
0: <laughs>
1: reacting, right? So that you can, you can think about how you want to react that will serve you and the situation best. Um, and creating that space, or whether it's, you know, I, I don't feel good, I need to go for a walk and be outside, or I need to move my body, or I know that these skills are now available to me and how to employ them in my life because they have made me feel better in the past or in this yoga class. I felt good.
2: And so, That's absolutely right. It's, it's you said, just teaching them on how to regulate their own feelings of finding that emotional balance of really aware of how their body is
1: feeling and how they want to feel. Mm-hmm. Well, and I noticed that you mentioned the concept of bullying and that is so, so pervasive and so destructive. Um, and it's wonderful to see how the yoga and mindfulness skills can kind of cut the legs off of bullying and completely destroy it. Um, can you maybe address that a little bit?
2: That's right. It's um, Honestly, when we do... Our programming It was actually in the very first class I ever taught in my homeroom um, I thought it was very very important to set the scene to have each of the students have their very own yoga mat and they know that when they stepped onto their yoga mat that was their safe space and they could let go of whatever was bothering them um, they would become unaware of anyone around them because they were so focused on themselves and I actually had a student say to me um, you know when I come onto my mat it's like it's like coming home I can breathe. I forget about everything just for that time. And it actually gives me space to breathe and space to think. And then afterwards when we've, we've done our relaxation part or whatever it may be for the day, um, there's always a sense of that, um, that sadness. Thing. Oh, like I, I, have to go back to that. And we're like, well, actually, no, that's what we're working towards is to create a situation where you don't feel, um, feel like that way. And you can develop these skills for feeling the way that you want to feel. Um, and just really finding that confidence within yourself. So, as you mentioned, we don't need to um, react harshly to others or feel that we need to pick apart others. Um, and it's really just more about supporting each other on this, on this crazy journey that we have throughout our academic careers.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I find is that so many of the yoga and mindfulness practices have an underlying theme of compassion, Right, compassion for self, compassion for others, and as you foster compassion, then bullying disappears. That's right. We begin to see one another as fellow human beings on this path of life together, and and then, as you say, we support one another and we encourage one another on that, seeing that we all have challenges all right so it's, it's nearly the school year is almost over i don't know if it's over in ontario we've got like only exams lingering here in alberta and but i know many schools in the states are done um and we're coming into summer camp season so can you tell us a little bit about your summer camp so when kids aren't in school and they need a, a fun engaging healthy activity yeah we can come and do summer camp
2: Absolutely. What we found after the first couple of years of doing exclusively the in-school programming is that not only the students, but the parents would reach out to us to say, well, where can we get more? You know, our students Mm -hmm. love it or our children love it, um, and we just really don't want to take, you know, that three months off or whatever it may be. Um, And so we decided to offer a summer camp, and um, it's a very unique sort of camp in that it's yoga and creative arts. So everything that we do is... um, it's all based around kind of, I guess you could say yogic principles that our creative arts pieces might be things um, like we, we sew some some eye bags for a mindful activity. We make screen catchers. Um, just trying to, oh, we make some malas to, to create attentions and, and that sort of thing. Um, so that's a really fun piece of that. Everything is um, essentially based and nature-based as well. So we like to take some mindful walks. Together, really explore nature, do some um, some little bit practice time, um, connecting to the earth, connecting to ourselves, uh, learning to take care of the earth. And so, with the younger students um, specifically, we um, we even create you know seed paper. We we can write little hopes or dreams or intentions on and plant that into the earth and watch them grow. Um, it's a really really fun balance of. You know, with fun and activity with all kinds of games that everyone is very familiar with, but at the same time, complementing that um, the quieter piece and the inward piece and the journaling and um, the reflective piece, if you will.
1: <laughs> mm hmm.
2: Well, and, and just kind of slowing things
1: down, right? Just like, let's just slow things That's down and, and get connected to nature, like, get connected to yourself, get connected to the other people, mm-hmm. members of our camp lovely so where can
2: people find yeah.
1: information about these camps if they're interested in there and they're, and, uh, and they're close by
2: of course yeah so everything is actually on our website so it's just our www.yogaproject.ca um and there's a tab on the home page that just has our summer camp information if you're interested um so we do have two weeks that is offered uh, this year. We actually have a week that's running right now as well for um, some independent schools that finished a couple of weeks early. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of the information is is on there and we find the students keep coming back year after year. There's always different activities and, and things to do. There's a thousand and one different ways you can introduce and express yoga. And the students actually really love um, contributing to that piece and coming up with you know, different crafts themselves and um,
1: writing their own relaxations that they want to share with uh, the other campers. It's really very fun to see. Cool. <laughs> mm, nice. Yeah, it sounds great. All right. Now, very briefly, you have a deck of yoga cards.
2: We do, that's yes. for the
1: people who are close by. They can go to your summer camp, but I'm far away and I want your yoga cards.
2: <laughs>
1: right? So oh, anywhere, exactly. anyone in the world great. can come and get your yoga cards. Can you tell us a little bit about them?
2: Yeah. So we thought it was extremely important. Um, We have, um, as any yoga teacher does, a variety of resources that we do. And we probably have, you know, every yoga book and every yoga deck out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And we all really loved them. And we all, um, we loved bits and pieces of all of them specifically. And so every time we went into a school, the teachers or the parents would always say, you know, where did you get this resource? Or, you know, I want to do this kind of thing more regularly with my students or at home. Um, And, They wanted to to keep that impact moving forward. So we thought it was really, really important to come up with our own deck. And how our deck is a little bit different is that, um, just like our programming, is that the mindfulness is infused. So rather than focus specifically, which I find a lot of um, sort of activity cards are, is more Um, Mm alignment-based, our cards are more specifically of what's going on when you're in this pose. So Mm -hmm. say, for example, you come into tree pose. You know, can you feel your feet into the ground? Imagine your roots growing into the ground. And can you just hold still while everything else is moving? Um, One of my favorite ones, I guess, is when you think about mountain pose and to think about, close your eyes and to visualize, you know, what a mountain experience is um, with all of the hail and the, um, the cold winds and the snow and all of that sort of thing, which can be, you know, reflective of different challenges that we feel in our life. Like, can you be strong and steady with your own breath? and and that kind of thing. So it's really just mindful prompts on the bottom of each of the cards to Mm -hmm. really, really draw that connection inward. Um, So there's a full set for any classroom. Um, We found that sometimes in some of the activity cards that we were using, there was only um, maybe about 15 or 20 different poses, and some of the students would be a little bit disappointed if they didn't get a yoga pose themselves. So um, we have, you know, very minimum of a bare minimum of 35 poses which covers each of the classrooms and then on top of that we have breath work and relaxation um and what's unique about our deck too is that we actually have a chair yoga section so for the administrators or classrooms that just don't have the physical space to pop out into the gym or outside you know grab a couple of these stretches or poses that you can do within your chair um make it accessible to everyone
1: (laughs) fabulous all right we are out of time my dear it has been fabulous chatting with you.
2: Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for reaching out and having me be part of this wonderful show.
1: <laughs> Great. Well, you can find all kinds of more information about the yoga project at yogaproject.ca. This has been chatting with Jessica Moncom of the yoga project. She's one of the co-founders along with her friend, Vanessa Minisi, Min, oh, Miniasi. <laughs> i get these names yet. Um, Thank you for joining us. Definitely follow us on social media, use the hashtag Yoga in My School, and you can find all of our past podcasts on your podcast app. Namaste.